Hey, and welcome back everyone to another episode of the Journey Beyond podcast. Today, we are back with a very special interview guest for you. Again, tuning in from the other side of the world, Jordan Candlish. Jordan is a transformational men's coach who personally I've been following him for a year, year and a half now, and he specializes on helping men level up their relationships, work on their identity, and just bring back the harmony and confidence into the divine masculine. Today, we will be dropping some major knowledge bombs as we will be diving into the topics of coaching, um, men's work, the archetypes and energies, Jordan's transformational journey, uh, and much, 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 much more. So make sure to take some notes and get ready because we will be diving right into today's episode, episode number 11 with Jordan Candlish. Let's get it. Okay, I think I think we are live. Jordan, my man, how are you doing? Good, bro. Good. Such a such an honor to be here. Another beautiful day on planet Earth, man. Every time I wake up, I'm like, fuck, this is what a life. What a life we get to live. You know? Jumping on here, doing podcasts, having conversations about the things that we love. So yeah, man. Grateful to be here. I'm really happy to hear that. I think this is something that I love about podcasting itself because, you know, I have my, the kind of people that I follow that I like, whose contents I love uh, digesting on a daily basis because they just help me grow as a person. And I think the most amazing thing about podcasting itself is if you just get to reach out with them, have a conversation and what you know, all of a sudden you get, you get to like sit down with them, you know, see each other uh, over a device like that and just, you know, talk about things that matter in life. And uh, that's why I really want to, I want to send out a quick message of appreciation to you, Jordan. I said it earlier, but um, I've I've been following your content now for a while. And I think what you do in the space of relationships of a man, like really giving them back the, their own power and making them discover their own power is something very unique to you. And I love the content that you're putting out on a daily basis, um, as well the content that you're producing with your girlfriend. And I think it's just being such a great help and aid and support to men all over the world. So thank you, thank you, thank you again for taking the time and doing this, my man. Thank you, man. I appreciate that. Yeah, and I'm really happy to know it's being received well. So yeah, I appreciate the the reflection, brother. 100%. So for those that do not know you, Jordan, would you mind giving yourself, like introducing yourself real quick, um, who you are, where you're coming from, and uh, what's your main focus is in life, what you're doing, and um, Yemen, yeah, feel free to share. Well, I'm currently based in Austin, Texas, but I'll be here for another week, and then I'm off to Canada, then I'm off to Portugal, then I'm off to Japan, so that's kind of been my life for the last uh, 15 months, just traveling the world. Uh, this was my dream. I used to work as a corporate accountant in the corporate world back in Perth, Western Australia, my dream was to work online, to travel the world. I never thought that I'd be doing what I'm doing now, but I am now a men's coach, a transformational men's coach. I help men tap into more confidence. I help them level up their relationships. I help them access more creativity. And I do that through one-to-one coaching. I run a men's group program called The Path, and I run retreats as well in different locations around the world. I do this because I just feel so connected with something that's trying to emerge out of these men that come into my space, something that is something that's pure. These men that I come cross paths with, bro, I just have the purest hearts. And there's just these 
limited ways of thinking being that are getting in the way of them accessing, you could say their potential, you could say something greater that's trying to be expressed. And I just feel like it's my personal mission right now to support men in terms of giving them the spaces, giving them the guidance, the accountability to allow this this greatness to just just to, to emerge, to come through. So I'm just following the the flow, <laughs> like like we spoke about at the start of this podcast around Right now, this is my purpose, and I believe that purpose changes. Uh, but I'm really here to just pass on the wisdom, pass on the things that I'm learning, and hopefully provide a pathway for other men who are who are ready to step into this work and become leaders for their family, their communities, their friends. Um, because we need more of it, bro. It's as simple as that. Uh, so, yeah, man, that's where I'm at we right now. We definitely do. Wow, mm. that's amazing. Um, Usually every path starts somewhere and I believe your power, your path, just as anyone else's, um, had a starting point. I mean, you don't just wake up one day and say, hey, I want to be, uh, you know, coaching men. I want to help them show back and discover their own confidence, their own true power, the king energy. Um, I'm curious, how did your path start? Where did this entire idea, this entire concept to revolutionize and to just help men all around the world and do everything that you're doing? Where did that originate from? Mm-hmm. Well, I'll share my story with you in a, in a way that I haven't shared it before. And I'll take you through the different stages of when these archetypes are unlocked in me. The first archetype that it got unlocked in me was the warrior. My dad helped me unlock that in terms of my dream was to play professional football or soccer, uh, depending on where you are in the world. And my dad was a very disciplined, hard, tough man. He grew up, he's from Scotland migrated to Australia, worked in welding. He was a welder, so very hard work, sacrificed a lot to be able to provide for our family. Um, but he passed on this work ethic to me and I never got anything. I never got nothing for nothing. And he he probably wanted me to play professional soccer more than I did. But he told me, he, he helped me discover what was required, like hard work to achieve something. And I trained every single day because I wanted to, to be a pro footballer. And my dad gave me the the mindset of you only get out what you put in. So I was really dedicated, bro. I just have I've just had a lot of discipline in my life for a long time, thanks to my dad. So I had this warrior spirit where I was like, I was willing to do whatever it took. When I went to school and university, I, I pursued a path of wanting to be successful by making money. So I pursued I studied finance and I realized that when I got my corporate job at Deloitte, one of the biggest accounting firms in the world that I didn't actually enjoy accounting. I didn't really like it. I worried my way through it. I just hustled through it. I just gritted my way through university, even though I was not very good. And I realized that my heart was completely closed. I had no idea what I wanted to do. I had no idea who I was. Even though I was playing semi-pro soccer at the time, I just lacked a bit of confidence. I lacked a bit of belief in myself. I put a lot of pressure on myself. I was really afraid of people judging me as well. And at the time, I was dating my partner and my girlfriend, and I lacked confidence in the relationship as well. And this is when my magician, the mystical element of me, started to unlock because I started to question, who am I? Why am I here? How did I start? How can I start to unlock more of me? How can I let go of this, this shame and this anxiety, this fear that's getting in my way? And I began the process of learning. I began the process of diving into books, personal development, podcasts, all the things I ever enjoyed learning, but now I did because I could see the, the, the reason behind me wanting to discover these, these new insights and concepts. That 
period went for went on for about two two years, bro. I was at my corporate job for almost two years, and then all of a sudden, things started to shift. I started meditating. I started doing yoga. This uh, mystical side of me started to open up. This this lover, this this heart that was closed for so long. This this clarity started to emerge out of my heart, and this clarity started to tell me, "Hey, quit your job, man. You're not here to be an accountant. There's something greater than you, for you in this world." I quit my corporate job and that's when everything changed. I just pursued this feeling on my heart, this this clarity, this calling, and it pulled me back to Canada, pulled me to travel, it pulled me to just pursue work that I loved. And I became very it became very apparent to me that if you're not doing work that you love, you're a cat. Your your impact is cat. Your potential is cat. So my my commitment was like, I just want to do what I love. Uh, and throughout that journey, bro, then I, I had to confront a lot of things that were getting in the my, the way of me unlocking my king. The king was the part of me that was able to have control of his domain. The king was the part of me that needed to be managing his his finances, his business, to be able to sustain a life that allowed me to be in control of who I worked with and where I went. So it took probably another year and a half to really unlock that king because I worked for other people. I worked in meditation studios. I worked in healing clinics, learning, watching, seeing how other people were operating in this world. I had to go through a lot of shame, a lot of doubt, a lot of things that got in the way of me expressing myself fully online and sharing with confidence what I was up to. Um, but when the king got unlocked, man, I stepped into the path of entrepreneurship and I, I haven't looked back. And I feel like when you get those archetypes internally as a man dialed in and unlocked, uh, all of a sudden you realize that you're integrated. All of a sudden you realize there's there's periods within your life where you have to step into an initiation you know initiation is the is the test is the fear is you got to confront the thing you're most afraid of and the reward for doing that is you you unlock those archetypes and you become sovereign you become a man that lives life on your terms and that's where i'm at right now bro <laughs> i go where i want do what i want with who i want and that's always been my dream that is just incredible um I think I'm realizing now again why I'm really happy that I reconnected with you because I think a lot of what you just said resonates a lot with my own path. Um, and I feel that it's life is always a very interesting endeavor if you think about it, is you're meeting people from all around the world that you haven't spoken to ever before, but for some reason they share similar aspects of their life. They share similar paths that are very close to your own and their own have been through their own development, like the, the opening and the closing of the cycle that you just mentioned is something that probably a lot of people go through. It's just from coming from all different angles and meeting at the same point, meeting at that point where you step into your own king energy. And well, I mean, this this podcast is definitely not about me. I mean, I would love to uh, maybe later if we get the chance to to share a little bit about me as well, because um, I feel that I, I resonate a lot with what you're saying. And I feel that um, I can learn a lot already from that path because a lot of times men... I mean, I'm talking from my own experience now, they're being raised in a certain way where they're expected that they just have to know it all. They just have to know what the path looks like. They just have to know how to walk the path. They just have to know how to behave, what to do. And sometimes it's not that easy. Like if if you have something in your mind that you want to do, you most of the time follow the path of least resistance and the path of least resistance is the one that is being given to you through your parents, through, you know, your school system, through your education, your culture, whatever. Um, but something inside of you is just like kicking and it's trying to tell you something that maybe this path that I'm in right now is not what I'm meant to do. And it takes a lot of resistance to get out of that cycle. But 
getting to the point where you're at right now, traveling the world, organizing men's retreat, like or men's retreat, sharing your story, healing, most importantly, like healing father wounds, healing, you know, certain parts of them, like other men, what they're needing in their life is just truly magnificent. Um, which would lead me on to my, 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 fir my first proper question here is that in your coaching, you know, when you're working with men in groups, one-on-one, -on, -one, on retreats, how do you guide individuals? in rediscovering their own masculinity how do you teach them based upon your path do you have certain models do you did you learn certain ways of approaching you know finding that inner discovery or finding that inner masculinity and that king or warrior energy how do you guide individuals through your process when you coach them thanks for asking that obviously there's always going to be a process that's directly connected to the path that I've walked and you know I feel we can only teach someone or share with someone something that we've personally gone through so I'm never going to share with someone a path that I haven't personally walked it would just feel inauthentic and the beautiful part about social media and the energy that I'm sharing with the world it's just attracting people who resonate with the path that I am walking or have walked so that's how I know that someone is ready to receive what it is that I have to offer because they wouldn't be here otherwise. They wouldn't have found me otherwise. They wouldn't have felt something what I'm sharing. So there's like an almost like a automatic vetting process that happens when I get on a call with someone and they're interested in a retreat or a program. They've already felt some sort of connection in what I'm sharing. So that's how I know there's there's something here. There's some medicine that I get to share with them, which is which is awesome. And then depending on the platform or the 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 place i'm working with them in the retreat is a different the in-person work is different than the online work we can, we can go a lot deeper a lot quicker at a retreat right because you know zoom you've got you got to get two hours max on a zoom call and they're off into their, their normal life so but the procedure really depends on where the man is at in his journey when he when he arrives to wanting to receive coaching or wanting to to go deeper into his masculinity i really start with like what are the things getting in the way because most of the time, bro, there's not a whole lot we need to do uh, in terms of adding things. Like there's not a lot, lot of habits or fancy routines or ways of thinking you need to add. It's more just stripping away all the stuff that's getting, blocking you from just being your most authentic self or blocking you from just being fully embodied in, in who it is that you're meant to be. So I look at the patterns. Is it the people pleasing? Is it any toxic behaviors? Is it, is it, playing small is it whatever the pattern that that man has adopted to protect him from having to be with the emotional pain in his body we go straight into that often as we move through it that it starts at the level of anger it's about the man reclaiming his anger because the anger is that first warrior energy it's the it's the energy that helps you go out into the world and and achieve something and want to conquer something or want to go out and take action and sometimes we need to get angry. We need to harness or channel that that anger to want to go out and, and pursue something. Once you've moved through that layer, then you can start to drop a little bit deeper down into what what what's underneath that. And usually it's some level of anxiety or shame or fear of not being good enough, not being worthy, not not feeling like you deserve something. And all of that is connected to childhood stuff, childhood wounds. Um, trauma, things that a man's gone through that's caused him to close his heart, to suppress, to block energy in his body. 
So I work on like a somatic level. So helping men get the tools around how to get back into your body, how to feel deeply, how to relax into these uncomfortable emotions when they come up, helping them let go of the judgment as well. Like shame, shame likes to hide, hides in the shadows. There's this like dark box in the background of our subconscious that we've got all this shit that we've packed in there that we don't want anyone to know. And I like to look at go, hey, what's in that box, man? Let's pull it out. Let's like, let's unpack it. Let's, let's just bring it into the room. Let's love it. Let's bring light into it. And the minute you do that, shame just dissolves in the light. And when a man lets go of shame, it's like he just drops years of heaviness that's been, he's been lugging around with him. And all of a sudden, this, this lightness starts to move through his being. You can see it in his eyes. You can see it in his face. You can see it in the way he stands. And when that lightness is back, his heart starts to open. And all of a sudden, he starts to communicate and express and access something creatively, something unique, something of value starts to come through him as a byproduct of him letting go and opening his heart. And then then you start to see, okay, now he's being pulled through life instead of being pushed through. And now he's on the path of living from his highest purpose. Now he's accessing his highest self. And then all of a sudden, boom, he's like, boom, he's off into the world and he's on onto the next step in his journey. And it's like, it's beautiful, man. And and I and that's pretty much what I went through, right? Yeah, you know, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I was at my corporate job. I didn't know, fuck, what is my purpose? What am I going to do? All I had to do was get out of my own way. And then the answers became clear. So uh, for the men that are listening, they're like, fuck, I don't know what my path is. I don't enjoy my job fully. They, they don't have the clarity. The clarity will emerge when you confront the parts of yourself you've been running from and then you just allow space to show you this is where you're meant to go so i guess a long-winded answer of kind of just you know the, the process and that I, it's it was an amazing answer it was an amazing answer and in between like my mind it just responded to like responded in so many beautiful ways and kind of like referencing back to my own path i moved before because i i, I had to i had to get something which is always next my next to my side um you probably know this book the book of the book "Letting Go: The Pathway of Surrender" by David R. Hawkins. I don't know if you've heard of that book. That book is literally my companion for the past, I don't know how many years, and I've just been reading it over and over and over again because what you've been explaining through those layers is exactly what I had to deal with, and I never understood because, like, I, I wouldn't consider myself an angry person, but I always just had anger towards certain things. Like, I, I have a like a slightly traumatic past when it comes to my father like I have a rather big father wound that I had to tackle in 2020 because I uh, just felt like it was time and I had like the the right coaching or the right coach by my side and I always responded in anger right I never really felt and that was like where friends of mine reacted in a certain way they they never saw any sorrow or sadness or like never like any sad emotions that came up only anger and I realized to myself "Hmm, there has to be something else like why am I only feeling anger there's it feels like there's so much suppressed energy and emotion inside of me. And once I started working with it and the book helped me a lot to understand the different layers and how to get deeper to them, like it unlocked an entirely different world. It helped me to reconnect with my father after 25 years. It helped me to, you know, reconnect with that inner part of myself that was just not giving me that acceptance, that love, that connection. Um, and that's that's so that's one part that I resonated with. The second part where where I would say I really loved because, you know, on, on this podcast, what we've been going through, it's we're taking people on a journey towards 
authentic, like authentic being and authentic being for me usually always starts um, on understanding your identity, where you're coming from, what's your upbringing, what's your culture, right? Um, kind of like going through um, the different layers of what authenticity means and how to develop it, uh, what self-love means, like all of the aspects that are not so common sense and that we're kind of lacking, actually, if we think about it, no one really teaches them to us. We have to learn them ourselves. Um, and another technique from what you've just said um, reminds me of Dean Graziosi. I don't know if you've heard of, that, heard of that technique, the seven levels deep, like seven levels of why, where you just keep asking yourself the question, so why am I doing what I'm doing, right? And there is a certain part where your conscious and your subconscious mind kind of fuse and you jump into the emotional part of your being, right? You go deeper into the, all right, so I've been five levels deep now. I can't fathom any deeper sense of rational thinking of why I should be doing this. And all of a sudden you switch. There is this, you know, really viewable switch that is happening where you tap into those emotions. You tap into your heart and you're like, wow, okay. So... Um, a lot from what you're saying sounds like you're really helping and you're really being a guide. Someone who is like, um, who's just standing behind them and slowly giving them little pushes, showing them, you know, you can do this, you can do this, you can do this. Just take one step after the other because if you don't move, nothing will change, right? Um, so what has been your, I mean, why specifically masculinity? Why specifically helping men to find back their masculinity? First of all, from your, per your definition, how would you describe the different polarities that we have? The feminine and the masculine. What do they mean to you? And on the other hand side, what is the importance of understanding, like for everyone listening right now, what these polarities mean inside of you and how you can actually start working with them? Mm-hmm. Well, Life, life is polarity. Life is duality. So it exists within us and outside of us as well. So you can see it everywhere. You can see the masculine and the feminine at play everywhere. You know, I just look outside and I see the leaves falling off the trees and it's the perfect expression of the feminine, which is change, which is shifting, always changing, always moving. And you can just see the masculine in like this tree that's just rooted in being all year round, just like there, boof, solid, grounded. Uh, and then the leaves are changing all the time. So there's like this masculine and feminine play happening in nature always. There's a masculine and feminine play happening within all each of us because we are a part of nature. So you could say right now the season of winter is a season of contraction, depending on where you are in the world, that we're in North America or in Europe, it's winter. And you can see that the days are shorter. We require a bit more sleep. There's not as much energy. And we're just in a contraction. And there's not right or wrong. It's just like, it's just what's happening. It's called nature. And inside of us as men and women, there is a, a natural proclivity or propensity to be more masculine or to be more feminine based on our nature. And as men, if you have a penis and balls, you have certain tendencies that represent more masculinity based on just who you are. So that would, for me, represent, you know, as men, we... We are essentially the ones that are holding the sense of grounded stability and safety based on what it is that we're here to bring. We are here to to fill. We are here to fill. We 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 procreate by fulfilling the feminine in terms of our seed. So if you look at that, we are here to penetrate life. We are here to penetrate the feminine. 
And when you look at the the, nat- the natural propensity of a woman, she is there to nurture, to receive, to to accumulate, to be receptive. Now remember, the man has the man has this as well. A man can be receptive and can accumulate and to receive. And there is a time and a place for him to drop into that. But if you look on a, on a natural biological level, a woman is receiving a man and we are giving to a woman through our energy. So when you apply that into the nuance, there's micro and macro levels of that. I like to put it in the context of if you're working with a man, it's important to understand that like he's going to understand things differently than a woman. When I work with a woman or coaching her, it's like she's going to understand things through her body first. She's she's a deeper feeler. Women are going to feel much deeper than what men can because they're more tapped into that feminine quality, right? So for men, we like to understand things through our mind first and foremost, and then things go into our body because the mind is more masculine. We like to break things down, like plan, control, like give me the strategy, give me the framework. That's more masculine. When you, as soon as you go into the emotionality of something, you're in the feminine, you're in the feeling. So the deeper a man can go into his feminine, meaning the more he can be okay with the change, the the fluctuations, the overwhelming sensations of his emotions, the more he can relax into that, the more he can be a source of safety and grounding for the women in his life to feel safe opening to him. So a man must make peace with his inner feminine before he can truly love the external feminine of, of with depth, in my opinion, in my own experience. You know, the more I, I can love myself and my own emotions, the more I can really see and love my partner and my girlfriend. And I can hold her in that. So there's this constant dance going on, bro, like, you know, between cultivating presence and then cultivating the ability to feel deeply not getting lost in emotions, but being able to just watch them like ripples on the surface of the ocean and deep down knowing that you're just this vastness, this infinite vastness that I think staying connected to that place is really, it's been really helpful for me. Staying connected to this, like I'm just the space, man. If I can just merge with the space. And I know, I know you get where I'm going with this, but I'll I'll leave it at that. That's kind of the hundred percent. And if you don't mind, at a later point, I would definitely want to get in a little bit into the topic of how, you know, your work on yourself impacted and actually helped you to flourish and to thrive in your own relationship, right? Because that's something which a lot of men out there with partners can learn from. But before we get into that, I have a, a couple of more question, um, a couple of more questions to to bring a little bit of awareness to to what you're doing because. Taking now myself, I discovered personal development, you know, the different worlds of the the inner world, the inner realms through Carl Jung like seven, eight years ago. Um, and it for me, it was really difficult. The way I was raised, um, the way my environment shaped me, the, the kind of like values that were portrayed that I had to hold as a man. For men, especially those that are not so, not that conscious yet and only stepping into that because... Let's be honest, it's the majority for now. And the goal is to just bring awareness over to men to just, you know, take some time to work on themselves. When I was starting my journey, for me, I had a very flawed relationship to my masculine, right? Because uh, everything I was told is that you have to be a man. 
being a man is showing no emotions. Being a man is not crying. Being a man is doing this, doing that, right? Um, and you kind of have like a very sickening um, and false relationship that you build towards the feminine. Because you're always, it's always being portrayed in the sense of, well, you just got to be a man. You just got to man up, right? These things coming in, they're, you take them as they are, right? You don't under, if you don't understand the, the polarities of things, that they are two worlds and that you have to balance both, well, you lean into one and the result is toxic masculinity, right? You lean into the other and the result is the demasculinization of an entire society. So what would you say is some things that people can do to understand the inner worlds, to kind of like have their first steps? Because, I mean, this is for everyone listening right now. This is not only for the super woke, but for those who are trying and embarking on their own journey. Like, what would you say are some things that people can do on a daily basis to start with, to find out about that dance that is happening within him? Find out the complexity of those polar sides, both wanting attention, both needing awareness to flourish. What is your take on that? Yeah. Well, then individuals, men and women, must spend time for themselves to figure out what this all means because this is just what um, this this expression is is through my own inner exploration and clarification and it doesn't have to sound or look the same for anyone else that's listening to this and it's up to the individual to be like oh okay that's interesting what he shared that's that's hmm, that makes sense but put it to the test explore it yourself go inward go so far inward that you start to find out your own definition and your own meaning of what what it means to live whole, integrated, what love means, what masculine and feminine means. Like you got to go on your own journey to find that because if you don't, it's just a concept. You've just got an idea of what it is. And most people are walking around with a bunch of other ideas, other people's ideas and philosophies, and they haven't really sat for long enough to inquire inward to find their own meaning or definition of like, this is what this is what these things represent to me. So for me, bro, it's like just have time and space in your schedule, in your day. If this is what you want, of course, like not, not everyone has to do this. If you love just building a business and you want to work 12 hours a day, that's fine. But if you want to inquire deeply into the nature of life and your own being, then there's got to be space in your calendar to do it. Like in the mornings, man, I have like three hours where I'm, I'm either in meditation, in stillness, resting in my own being, like because... I like to just have that level of clarity before I even start my day, before I even open my mouth. You know, if I don't, if I'm not coming from a place of like calm and peace and clarity, what often will come through is just, is, 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 is ruffled. It's not clear. It's not direct. Uh, so I just, I have that commitment to myself, to this work that if I'm here supporting people, I want to make sure that, you know, I'm embodying the things that I'm speaking about. And in the coaching space, I see a lot of people talking about a lot of these things, but not a lot of people actually committing to living a life that's fully in congruence and in alignment with their heart and their soul. They're coming from fear-based patterns. They want to build businesses and make money and all that shit's coming from fear. It's like, okay, you're talking about love and presence, but it's, you're, not, you're not accessing it. 
So I would start with that. Like if someone wants to really understand this, like go deep, go deep. Don't play on the surface of life. Yeah. Go right into the deep end and you'll, you'll get some nuggets of gold there. And that, that, that shit's immensely valuable, you know? I, I saw I saw as well that you were into Dr. Jody Spencer's meditations and his work on um, you know the quantum model of reality. Funny enough, today is the day I think around three hours ago where I uploaded um, my last episode with um, one of his advanced students, a really good friend of mine, who um, together in a small group we created around I think it was 2017. Um, he went to one of his first advanced meditation groups. Is it advanced meditation uh, retreats? I think it was in Malta, if I'm not mistaken. And he came back and he was with a couple of friends of mine, absolutely blown away by the level of change and level of like energy that you can elevate in your body. So what we started to do um, is we started to have every single Sunday for I think over nearly four years. I think we had to stop during COVID. But nearly four years, every single Sunday, we had like group meditations that we hosted at his place. His name is Matthew. And um, we were doing specifically Dr. Jody Spencer's work. And that's why I loved, I cringed a little bit when you said, you know, meditation, because I saw that you're into his work too. I think what happened here is we started out as like a group of three, four people, like guys and guys and girls are all mixed. And I think the biggest meditation that we had, we had around like, 30 people in a tiny, I would even say like 25 square meter apartments. Some even stuck outside on the terrace just to, you know, create that space and create that lovingness. Um, and I believe, and maybe you can give your take on, you know, his meditations as well, what they mean to you and what they brought to you. Um, but I can definitely resonate when you said you have to make that space to find out what is really happening inside of you. Um, you have to shut down your minds. You have to just open your heart, receive that energy of love. You know, see what is there, what you can build through, you know, the power of the breath and um, see how your body resonates. And usually it will guide you automatically to the places and the points where it needs the most attention and the most work to be done. Right. So, um, yeah. So I just quickly wanted to bring that up because I saw you one in one of your recent posts. You talked about the, the quantum model of reality and tuning into that frequency um, of love. Uh, I don't know if you want to react to that or or not. Well, I resonate, man. Well, really well said. I, I had the pleasure of attending one of his retreats, the advanced uh, week-long retreat of, uh, about a month ago now. And yeah, you start to access things where you realize that all you have to do is try to uphold or maintain a certain level of energetic vibration in your body. And when you do that, you get access to the things that you need. You know, your health starts to self-correct. You get access to creative insights. You just get clarity on the direction that you're meant to go. And, and you realize that it's, it's very simple. Just like maintain this elevated state as often and as consistently as you can. And you'll never have to worry about what, what should I do next? Or how, how do I create this? Or how am I going to build this? You just get guided. So yeah, in the retreats, all kinds of mystical and magical things happen. And I, yeah, I recommend everyone try and get to a retreat at least once in your life. It's it's pretty special. Hundred percent. I haven't gone yet myself, um, but I think I own like over twenty five of his uh, Botek meditations of his meditations overall. It was it's it's truly magical, and I can highly highly recommend every single one to try it out at least once in their life. The things you hear, the things you see, and the things you experience on a week long retreat are beyond this world beyond this world 
Um, so taking a step back, you said in the beginning that you have learned, you started off your journey in uh, on the warrior archetype, right? And you've built yourself over to that king archetype that you're currently working from, working in. What does stepping into that king archetype, this king energy, actually entail? What does, and how can someone find like full presence and peace once they're in there? Because I guess with a lot of, uh, how is the saying? With a lot of um, responsibility comes, no, with a lot of opportunity comes a lot of responsibility when, once you're going out there, right? And how how does one how does one truly embody that king energy that you've been talking about? Yeah, and you're right, man. And it, it, with with great power comes great responsibility. And when you unlock the king, you you get power. <laughs> and the the power that a man accesses when he finds that presence and he finds that domain that he masters internal domain is is what we're trying to create because when a man has unlocks that power now he has the responsibility to go out and be a leader to be a contribution and to be of service to to life to people in this in this world i fully believe that and the pathway to unlock it in my opinion is one he must leave no stone unturned he must I was just saying the pathway for him to unlock it is he must leave no stone unturned within his own internal world. And then he must come out and then take charge or manage or control the areas in his life that are determining his impact. So we take men through this in our, in our men's program called The Path, which is we take them through 12 domains, the 12 domains of a man's life, and we consciously explore and level up each of those domains. And these things include your health, your finances, your relationships, your family life, your career and your work, your self-awareness, your fitness, you know, um, your character. Uh, so we go into all of these areas within a life, in your life. And if a man is leaking or he's not up to standard, let's say your relationships are a 10, but your finances are a four, or you haven't unlocked your king because you're, you, you're, you're broke. You can't provide, you can't show up in the world with potency if you don't have any money. So the king has all of these areas dialed in. You know, maybe he's not, he's not at a 10, but he's like, he's in charge of his life. And that's what we want to move towards as men is like, if your finances are a 10, maybe you're making a shit ton of money, but your health is shit. Well, that's no good because you're not going to be here for very long on the planet and your impact isn't going to last very long. And no one's going to, no one's going to look at an overweight millionaire and be like, Hey man, can you give me advice on how to live the best life I can? So it's, you get where I'm going in terms of, dial in each area and whatever area you feel the weakest at that's where the most growth is available and when you have those areas dialed in all of a sudden you, you become a man of congruence a man of integrity a man that you know can stand up tall and be like hey I, I, i've got me i've got all the core areas in my life and then then you can give to other people then you can support other people so uh yeah bro i would say that's the pathway that's incredible how did this pathway um, develop for you in your relationship? As you said, you have a partner, long-term partner now uh, for six, seven years, right? How has your development been on that path? Because I guess you you didn't start the relationship off from the king's energy, right? 
and what are some prerequisites of making this work over the long run? Yeah, it's it's a it's a blessing. It's been a blessing to be able to be in a relationship for so long because a relationship is such a powerful teacher and the lessons have been thick and fast, especially at the the start of the relationship. And often a man will confront a lot of his fear of commitment when he's with a woman for one year, two years, three years, four years. Because when times get tough in a relationship, a man's first default is fuck this isn't this isn't the one this isn't meant to be this this isn't the relationship for me and oftentimes what i've learned when things are going wrong in the relationship something's going wrong in me when i'm losing attraction towards my girlfriend there's something that i'm not communicating something i'm not expressing so it's allowed me to confront a lot of those patterns that i spoke about on, at the start of the conversation that were getting in the way of me accessing fullness within myself people pleasing fear of conflict fear of setting like setting boundaries all of these things in a relationship when you're living with someone and you're on a you're you're navigating life with someone else become utmost important and the minute you're you drop the ball there's like a wedge that gets in between the polarity or the attraction and as a man it's my belief that you must be on top of this you must be the one that's steering this ship right the relationship that the the pun intended that like when you've got control of the wheel of the ship you know the direction that you're going and you say hey sweetheart like we're going in this direction. Like this is how I see us playing out. I'm, I've got control of the the plan. I've got the map, and she can go. Oh, sweet, fuck. He's he's, he's got a plan. He knows where we're going. Uh, a man that's like aloof and ambiguous and a bit like all over the place or indecisive. A man that lacks commitment is not a man that a woman can really trust. It's not a man that a woman can surrender to. So I've really learned that in my relationship, bro, that like she's looking to me to be like, hey, where are we going? Can I trust you? Are you in control? And that the internal is a reflection of the external back to the, those 12 domains. If I'm not in control of my health and fitness and I'm, I'm eating like shit and just like falling into impulsivity, what do you think she's going to feel and, and think when she sees that in me? How the hell is he going to control how the hell is he going to raise a family and take care of me and my kids if he can't take care of himself? So there's just that. There's just that general kind of understanding that like you want to be a king for yourself so that you can be a king for your woman and your family. And it starts from within first. Everything starts from within until the reflection. But the relationship is just the clearest mirror as to, I guess, how you're performing in that in that stage. Yeah, that makes sense. And I think on the other side, it's it always takes, I love, to, I love the saying of it always takes two to dance tango. So I think you have to do your part, but what do you think are some of the qualities that the female side has to um, provide for a man to be able to express and discover his true energy? Most men, we just really want to be respected and we really want to be acknowledged or seen in the work that we're doing we, we want to be celebrated so i feel for for a woman it's, it's very simple in terms of what we need is just like give the man respect always don't don't um look down on him don't emasculate him you know especially if you've got a man that's trying hard to, to do his best respect his willingness to try and often a man just needs kind of he needs acknowledgement. At least for me, I love, you know, sometimes it's just simple words that my girlfriend says to me around like, hey, I see all the hard work you're doing. Or like, thank you for, for, for 
thank you for just providing. Thank you for, thank you for just what what you're doing. And 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 that simple acknowledgement goes such a long way for a lot of men. Uh, we don't. They, most men don't need a whole lot. They just need. They just need that uh, like unconditional acknowledgement, love, and respect, and we'll run through walls for for the women in our life. You know. Trust us is that we can run through walls and watch us what we do. You know, I think that's the power of it. Um, I think that's as well a big part of a big part of letting a man step into his king energy, because I think, well, I, I don't want to get too political here, but I think a big problem that we have nowadays is that the mass, like, the masculinity aspect is being taken away. We have to, in a certain way, nowadays try to abide and um, suppress this dominance, this leadership because of the free expression of the feminine, right? And we, a lot of a lot of men don't understand that this dynamic is over the long term not really healthy. Like there needs to be a healthy communication, a healthy level of dominance there. There are certain dynamics within men and women that needs to be respected in a certain way for it to flow, for it to be feel effortless, for it to feel loving, and I've I've made quite some experiences in the past as well uh, with my past partner and the one before, where it's been completely contraries. Um, so I highly resonate with you. I think when a man is truly being acknowledged, is being seen, and is being respected for his words and his actions, that is what is amplifying his, you know, his inner strength to just move mountains for you. And I think that's a beautiful, beautiful aspect of that um but i think what it needs to be able because i mean if you if you say now you have that space right your woman provides you the space to to just fully embody and show and lead into a certain direction a man and correct me if i'm wrong i don't know i mean you've definitely worked with more men uh, across all different domains wouldn't would you say that confidence is one of the biggest roles plays one of the biggest roles here because a lot of men being honest they lack confidence like I have just until recently um, discovered as well how or how I was lacking confidence and how my uh, in in my inadequacy like the way I was portraying my confidence definitely reflected in my words uh, in my actions and they you know once you take full control of that you learn how to control and navigate the ship into the right direction again um and I love how you mentioned in one of your last videos, you you mentioned that confidence is a byproduct of committing to something on a consistent basis. In your teachings, um, what aspect does, or what role does confidence play? And how does one cultivate it? How can one work on that? Because it's not just like, well, you know, I'm confident now. I guess it's usually connected with a lot of things that happened in one's past. So how do you approach the topic of confidence and uh, consistency with your clients? Yeah, man, you're 100% right. Confidence is, is it. Confidence is the thing. You know, we all men want more confidence. And in my opinion, confidence, once you access that level of magnetic confidence, which comes from being authentically you. You, 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 you are so authentic in who you're being that emits a level of confidence that is magnetic and people want to be around that people want to seek that out because you know you can you can feel a mile away when someone's not comfortable in his own skin and that that doesn't feel attractive it doesn't feel magnetic so for men to unlock that magnetic confidence there is 
in my opinion, the simple pathway of just knowing what it is that you value here on this earth. What is the thing that is most important to you or the things that you appreciate, the things that you like to prioritize? You can often see this based on the first three hours of how someone spends their morning or their day, what they value and prioritize based on what they choose. And if you have, yeah, if you have clarified for yourself that this is what I value, my health, my connection with God, my, the, the love that moves through my heart. If, if these are the things that you value and appreciate and you set time aside every single day to water those seeds, to show up for yourself and to do the things that are important to you every single day, and you start to do that consistently, you can guarantee you're going to be a man of confidence because now you're living in integrity with what's important to you. Internally, you're in alignment. You can stand up and be like, hey, no matter what happens in this world, I've made time for me. I made time for the things that are important to me. My cup is full. I am good. I can give to you from the overflow. And if you don't like me, that's okay because I love myself. And that's to me is like what it's all about, bro. You know, like I, I, it's very simple, but like it's amazing how much people do shit for other people without even knowing what's important to them. And they're just giving, giving, giving to others, but not even giving themselves time to receive. And it's very hard to have confidence if you're running on empty, your tank's empty, you know? 100%. You got to focus on you and you only. And you got to be selfish from time to time. I think we, we are path that part that selfishness is something that we shouldn't be doing, right? Because it's, it's always portrayed as like something negative if you're selfish. Well, actually, it's uh, it's absolutely wrong if you're not being selfish and if you're not looking after yourself first. If your cup is not full, right, you, you, there is nothing to share, but you just have to keep you know on filling it until that level is being reached. What would you say is one thing or the morning routine that you practice that gives you your drive within your day, that gives you your clarity? How does a morning in a life of Jordan looks like? Man, it's, it's, it's interesting because I'm traveling so much, right? Because I've you know, lived in multiple different countries over the last uh, last year. My routine is changing, you know, so much. Um, and what I find depending on where I am and depending on the time of the year, the routine shifts. So I'll give you like my favorite because I've had many routines. My, my favorite routine um, and first of all, first is, of all, which are, are you more like a summer person or more like a winter person? What what do you prefer? Which time of the year do you prefer? Um, I actually really like winter. I really like winter. Uh, I don't do well in the extreme heat. Yeah, I don't like the extreme heat. So Austin, Austin in the summer is terrible. It's like 40, 50 degrees. So I'll be steering well clear of this part of the world. But I do like, you know, um, I love the European winters. Uh, Portugal winters are my favorite. Beautiful sun's out during the day doesn't get too cold but i'm back in portugal on the 27th and i'll share with you my routine out there because it's one of my favorites uh we live close to the beach i grew up close to the beach so having some ocean swim preferably a cold ocean swim in the morning ticks boxes for me man so i love to wake up i like to meditate i like to get out on the sand get some sun in my face have a cold ocean swim maybe do some qigong maybe have a run on the beach get the body moving and then you know, that may take me a couple of hours, but by the time I've taken care of my mind, my body, and my soul, I've got some cold exposure. I've done maybe a bit of breath work, got some sun on the face, and I've found some stillness and I've tapped into my heart and some gratitude and appreciation for this life that I get to live. As soon as I sit down on my laptop or my desk or starting the workday, my cup is full, man. I'm like, 
what a start to the day. Like, you just feel great. I'm telling you, if you jump in the ocean on a cold winter's day and you have a run on the sand, it's really hard to have a shit day. It's really hard to not be happy about life. That makes sense. That makes sense because it just wakes you the fuck up depending upon where you are, depending upon where you are, which which sea you're jumping into. And I guess for you, Algarve, like Portugal is like funny because you have um, you have the Mediterranean Sea, you know, when it comes to Algarve, it's like a different type of sea than when you're going in Porto or Lisbon because there it's freaking freezing. You get in there, you're like, oh, damn, I feel you there. I feel you there. Yeah, that's that's yeah, that's amazing. Still cold. Yeah, and I guess for those for those listening, if you don't have a beach right in front of you and you don't have the pleasure, like if you're somewhere stuck in the middle of, um, like Luxembourg or Germany, where there's just like lakes around, whatever, try to find a lake, try to buy yourself a little bucket or container, fill it with a bunch of water, let it stand out over a winter night, and trust me, it will be cold enough for you to jump in. Um. I don't know if I don't know if you know I don't know if you know him, but I I've been texting back and forth with uh, this guy on Instagram called Cold Plunge Cam. He's from uh, he's from America as well, I think, and uh, we've been texting back and forth, and I just love what he does. He's just like getting into the ice cold water, like a little bit above freezing point every single day, and it's he's been an inspiration. Uh, but some other friends of mine, we've been doing that over the last three years quite regularly, especially around like that time when you know it was important to take care of your health uh, to stay healthy um so i do exactly the same in the morning i have my uh, bucket in the back of from the back of my house in my garden and especially now during winter time it gets freezing cold so you just have to it's like a mental process right you you you're going out it's freezing it's minus degrees you're just in your in your slippers whatever and you know i'm walking in the back now it's dark still i got to get to work in a little bit but God damn it, I do not want to get into that bucket. And you have to scratch. Like, I think that's the most horrible part. You have to scratch away the ice first, right? It's like torture for your mind because you have to remove it. You get yourself in and it's just like one of the best things you can do in the morning. So there I'm 100% with you. I guess you do you do some workouts as well. Um, getting that, you know, energy, that blood flow going. Um, gratitude call. Yeah, I, I, I feel you. Uh, my routine has been very similar to that. And I just feel how... I think getting back to that topic of confidence, what gave me the biggest confidence boost in my life is just having non-negotiables in my life. Like non-negotiables that I kind of separate into mind, body, and spirit, where no matter what I do on a daily basis, those are the three things that I cannot skip no matter what. No matter if I'm sick, no matter if I'm not feeling well, no matter if, it, no matter if I have a shit day or not, like those three things working out some form of exercise let it be yoga let it be a run let it be some stretching let it be a quick little hit workout necessary reading necessary because i need my mind to somehow be stimulated from right if you if you're a content creator and you just want to build your brand you're a lot on your phone and you got to get it inspirations you got to be producing a lot i think those negotiable like non-negotiables for me they have made all of the difference i don't know if you if you have non-negotiables in your life jordan uh and if you do what do they look like does your morning routine uh, do you have things in your morning routine that you do no matter when if it's whether it's summer or winter um or does it always kind of like you shift that program depending upon where you are yeah i feel like it shifts man in terms of there's just non-negotiable time that's put aside for me. 
and this just blocked out in the calendar called Jordan time. And what gets put in that time will really depend on, yeah, where I am, time of the year, and what I feel like. Uh, it always will include just stillness, like presence, being going slow, whether it is a meditation or a specific style of breath work, or maybe recently I've just been drinking tea. I, I, I drink this really high quality tea. I have a beautiful tea set and I just like pour tea and just sit in presence and enjoy this tea. And it's one of the most beautiful rituals that I'm enjoying in my life right now because it's like, it doesn't require a lot of stimulation for me. I, I'm realizing I don't need a lot of stimulation in the morning because I want to preserve that kind of stillness, that that silence that you have when you wake up in the morning and you haven't begun your day. So I try to just have that non-negotiable time and I've let go of, I need to work out every morning or I need to do this specific thing. Um, and, I, and I'm enjoying having that kind of intuitive ability to just do what feels most like most uh, restorative to me. What's the one thing that you've adapted into your life over the last, let's say, 12 months that has made the biggest change in your life? Drinking tea. Drinking tea? Yeah. It's medicine, Amazing. bro. Straight up medicine. I, I stopped drinking coffee. I haven't had a coffee in like a couple of months. Um, used to love coffee and having caffeine. And I realized it just it was just too stimulating for me. Uh, and drinking the tea has, has become my medicine of choice. Have you ever visited Morocco? Have you ever been to Marrakesh or Morocco? It's on the list, bro, because Portugal is so close. You know, I'm thinking of maybe you going have a quick to. trip out there in January. Yeah, you been? Yes, I've been, and I'm bringing it up because if you are becoming a tea sensei um, and you build an affinity towards tea, you definitely have to go uh, visit Morocco because it's 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 their currency of love, right? Tea for them is like holy, and bro, they do the best teas that you could possibly imagine. They have an entire tradition behind it, and I, I promise to you, once you get to visit the beauty of Morocco, like all of it, um, tea for them is like a very religious a very religious thing because depending upon where you go, you know, Moroccan mint tea is one of the most common ones over there because Moroccan mint is, you, you find it everywhere. It's, you find it in the mountains, you find it close to the deserts, you find it in all different parts of Morocco and it's usually one branch of tea but depending upon how you drink your tea, it they can tell you a lot about yourself and about your life because uh, they have three aspects of tea, three aspects of like three ways of making tea that tell me something about which you know which moment of life you're going through right now if you like your tea sweet they say sweet as love they say neutral as life and they say bitter like death right so depending upon how you drink your tea whether you like it whether you like it, let it stand a little bit it they they tell you We, 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 were, we were in the desert, uh, to bring that story. We were in the desert, um, close to the border of Tunisia, and we were, we were sleeping for two nights in like an oasis with tents and like this traditional tea makers that um, make an entire ceremony about serving you that tea in like those beautiful golden cups. And just by the way that I was ordering my tea, that guy that was sitting in front of me uh, that was preparing the tea, he looked at me deep into the eyes and he said like, okay, Because you like it sweet, you are in this and this part of your life. Does this resonate with you? And I was like, how do you know? 
It's like, well, we know tea and we know a lot about people who like our tea. So yeah, man, <laughs> that's a funny thing. So I can definitely recommend to you. Check that out once you're there. It's beautiful. Beautiful. Thank you, man. I 100% will. Yeah, I may be there in a, probably January. So I'll keep you in the loop on that. Oh, one. that's incredible. That's 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 incredible. Um, coming back to you and coming back to your ways and the way that you are working with your clients, right? I see you recently just finished one of your uh, one of your treats in Arizona, right? Um, congratulations on that! It looks amazing. Like the content you put, the content you put out there. Like, what can one expect when going on a retreat like that with you? And what is your experience so far with the retreats? Is it something easy to do? Is it has it been something challenging for you? Uh, invite me into that journey um, of you know the King Retreat that you organize. Mm. Yeah, the we had 18 guys come out to Sedona in Arizona a few weeks ago. This is this we're in December right now, but we we had it at the end of November and it was one of the most magical experiences and so many of the guys that came on that retreat really said it was like more like a life-altering experience. And that was the intention with these kinds of, you know, events, these kinds of uh, you know, curated experiences that we wanted to put together. And I actually don't want to go into too much details around what it includes because I actually feel like a big part of the journey for a lot of men is to just surrender and trust. Like take yourself on a journey, let go of needing to know this is what's going to happen at this time and this is when we're doing this. A lot of men are just like live their life overly regimented, overly planned and letting go and trusting and putting yourself in the unknown is where a lot of magic unfolds. But hosting it in Sedona is really like a vortex in and of itself. We curate workshops and exercises to help men move through a lot of those deeper layers that we spoke about, the shame and the anger. And then we give them the opportunity to tap into their hearts, to open up about what's trying to be expressed, what's trying to come through. And then we combine that with brotherhood, a tribe of men who are just on a similar path, a tribe of amazing individuals who you just put great, great people together and magical things start happening. And I share... I give them all the tools, the modalities, the things that have been helping me in my life, you know, like Qigong and different practices and rituals. And it's magical, bro. I'm going to keep doing it. Like the planning and logistical side of it is, you know, sometimes a bit of a pain in the ass, but I'm getting better at, you know, getting all the things organized and uh, leading into next year, we'll probably aim to to host a few more. The next one probably will be in Portugal uh, towards the end of March. So yeah, we'll keep, we'll keep everyone on the loop on that one once it's, once it's confirmed. Yeah, definitely. Um, as it as it is not that far away, um, I will definitely consider coming to one of your retreats because I would I would love, love to, to experience that in person. I would love to experience that in person and just see you do your magic. I guess um, that's awesome. I think I think from what I've been seeing from you and how you present yourself and how you know you portray that confidence, it it really suits you. It really seems like it's your path. Um, Looking forward into the future, how do you see your development? How do you see yourself spreading your wings more and more? And what can people expect from you? Mm. Well, thanks for that reflection, man. I feel for me, doing more in-person work is going to be key. It's very fulfilling. I, I love having men in person. It's just like you can't put a price on just connecting with a group of brothers. And I want to give more men more spaces and opportunities to experience this work. So for me, more traveling. I love traveling. I love experiencing the world uh, and doing more retreats. I will probably step into doing some more speaking as well. I, I really do love communicating and expressing these concepts and 
you know, condensing them away in, in easy to understand, digestible, practical nuggets. So more speaking and the men's program and the men's coaching is something I really love. So I want to continue to improve and refine my men's program and turn it into the, the, the sort the most sought after transformational experience that a man can go through and just committed to making it as, as best as possible for all these guys because i feel like men men deserve it men deserve to have a pathway where they can be like yes this is the initiation that i needed you know so yeah man that's that's the plan amazing and you saying that i don't know it's just you speak with so much conviction and so much trust in in in, in your own words and i absolutely love that what would you say um because I'm I'm fe- I'm feeling we're 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 slowly coming to ed- to the end of this one. Um, I have though a couple of more questions that I have in mind, or that I just want to bring up with first. What are some of your favorite sources, uh, re- sources and resources that you use to learn more about the world of the masculine, the feminine, how to find your king energy? Because I mean, you you sound like a very well versed man, and you you have been spending a lot of time learning, and you know refining your craft what are some of your favorite resources that made all of the difference for you some books podcasts um audiobooks whatsoever recently i've been gifting a lot of guys the way of the superior man by david data that's a great resource that i feel i went i recently re-listened to it and it's very very you know on point a lot of the things he shares is like i really really resonate with it uh you know, one of my mentors, Chris Bale, has been a really big, big supporter of me and, and passing a lot of his wisdom. I've learned a lot from him. Um, people like, you know, on a spiritual, from a spiritual perspective, like Eckhart Tolle and Joe Dispenza have been probably the two of the biggest influences on me in terms of the early stages of clarifying my spiritual beliefs and philosophies. And then, you know, in business, bro, like I just... I resonate with Alex Amosi's kind of work ethic and his and his drive and his commitment. So I incorporate aspects of how he approaches things into business too, and, and he's inspired me a lot. So I want to show up and play big in business. Um, trying to think if there's anyone else that's coming to mind now in terms of resources and books. Man, I have a huge list of books that I've read. Like Tony Robbins, obviously had a huge impact on me. Like I, I love Tony's work and. Yeah, man, I, I've lost count of the the books, but I, I I've got a. Uh, if anyone's listening and want access to my book list, let me know. I have a big list of books that I've read that I can pass on. Um, but yeah, they're they're the main ones. Do you have an all time favorite? Yes, uh, like the most impactful. But I would say Letting Go is probably up there by David Hawkins in terms of the one I've read the most. Uh, and then probably Becoming Supernatural by by Doctor Joe. And then maybe The Untethered Soul by Michael Singer at the time of my life when I read that, it really shifted a lot to me. Amazing. I love that. I like two out of the three definitely resonate with in my top five as well. Um, I would say my favorite of all time is The Alchemist by Paulo Coelho. I don't know if you've ever got the chance to read it. It's uh, for, for me, I've read that book whoa, so many, so many countless times. Uh, going like 20 30 times at least every year or every six months at least once to keep reminding me of that you know that kind of conversation that i should be having with myself or with my my deepest the deepest part of my soul that is trying to show me the way that i should be leading in um i fully resonate with that that's awesome man i'm super happy where 
can people find you along your way? Where can people find you? How can they find you? Where can they reach out to you in case they want to work with you? Um, what, is, what are some of the, the plugs that you can leave on here? Yeah, man. Um, the, main, the main spots, Instagram, TikTok, YouTube, uh, Jordan Canlish 01 is, is my, my handle. And if anyone wants to learn more about what I'm up to in terms of the retreats, the men's program and things like that, it's jordancanlish.com. Uh, you'll get to see more about what I'm, what I'm up to there. And yeah, I'm always, I'm always just trying to create more opportunities, like I said, for guys to want to step into this work. So if you felt something and you want to step in, hit me up somewhere, just DM me or, you know, learn more about what I'm up to. And it'd be a privilege and an honor to have you step into one of these spaces. But can't thank you enough for having me on here, bro. It's been a real, real joy to, to have this dialogue and, and conversation with you. For sure. For sure. I mean, we we all learn through communication. We all learn it through exchange with other people, especially if they're on the other side of the world. I think those are the most beautiful because uh, technology and the internet makes so many things possible nowadays. Um, but yeah, man, like like I said in the beginning, it was an abs- it's, it's an absolute honor for me to have you on because I count you as one of my sources of inspiration as well. Um, a lot of the words that you've been speaking resonated very deeply with me and they actually left an impact. Um, and I think that's the beauty of, you know, just putting out content that resonates with you. Um, I'm talking from your from your position right now because maybe someone out there uh, gets like an aha moment or like a wow, really moment. Uh, and all of a sudden, a lot of things change, right? So it's it's I can definitely just give that thanks back to you for coming on here, for taking the time. I know you're a very, very busy individual. Um, but yeah, man, I mean, one of the people that will be reaching out to you uh, is probably going to be me because, <laughs> I mean, I've, I've, I've heard a lot and I'm definitely curious to find out more about you and about what you do. And like I said, this is, this is never when it comes to this podcast, it's never a goodbye. It's just to see you soon um, because I know we've only tapped into like a few parts of who you are only scratch the surface. I mean, like you said, what is an hour and 10 minutes? It's not a lot. It's not a lot if you want, really want to dive into someone's mind and um, really discover what he's all about, right? Before I let you go and before we end this, I have one more question that I like ask most of the people um, who are coming on this podcast. What is one thing that you wish you would have learned earlier What's one thing that you wish that you would have learned earlier that you know now where you know it would have it would have made all the difference and potentially it could help a lot of people out there to make a difference in their life now? Great question. I love that. Really good way to, to, to end it. Uh, for me, it is don't rush. Slow down. Slow down. For, for a long time, I was in a rush to get somewhere, to get past this phase this part of my journey that i was like i just want to be traveling and living online or no every step of the journey was just as beautiful as it is now and if i just slowed down and took more of it in i would have maybe enjoyed the process a little bit more and not taken things as seriously so yeah man uh i wish i could just drop this mic right now but that was like a mic drop <laughs> moment again <laughs> we'll finish it um, on a good note <laughs> finish it on a good note man I'm, I'm i'm happy and grateful for you coming on here thank you for sharing your words thank you for thank you for sharing your wisdom any last words from your side before we end it off 
No, I just enjoy life, man. Life is very short and we don't get very long on this planet. And if we just remember to have fun and play, probably the main reason why we're here to play, to express, to be free. Um, yeah, just cherish, cherish the, the small moments. So thanks again. Appreciate you guys for listening. Cherish the small moments. Wow. And on this note, thank you everyone for tuning in today. Thank you everyone for, you know, being part of this incredible and transformative journey. Uh, it's only getting started. So I'm really happy for every single one of you um, tuning in today. I wish you all a beautiful rest of your day. And as you know, see you in the next one.